and I was going to retire and I thought, you know what, I'm here for a reason and I wanna to continue to serve. What's going on, Refill Team Fairchild? You guys know how this works. The goal of this podcast is to help bring people together. Where it's stories of triumphs and success, or even stories of a little bit of failure or hardship. We share them all. Because by doing so, we help connect each other to one another. And that's really what this podcast is all about. So let's go ahead and get this episode started. All right, Refill Team Fairchild. Today, if you guys hadn't noticed, we have a lot of different visitors around the base, and that is for the SYNC Commander-in-Chief Installation Excellence Award. And we have Team Leader 5, Chief Master Sergeant Barbara Gilmore here with us today. And Chief, just thank you for coming out and visiting us. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. If I got it right, you were at Keesler, and you're the Command Chief for the Reservist Star? Correct. The awesome. Third. I was down there pre-Katrina, so quite a while ago, for tech school, back when Electronic Principles was there. Oh, wow. Yes, most people know Keesler by, um, we are part of the Hurricane Hunters. So oh, that's okay. one of our, not, not the only mission, but one of our big uh, missions there. But that's how pretty much everybody knows uh, the reserve side of the house is the Hurricane Hunters. Oh, awesome. Are you attached to the mission at all, or what part of what part of Keesler they're, are you attached? Or the four hundred third wing, they're part of the the four hundred third. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we're on Keesler, and then we just were housed on Keesler, and we're part of the reservist community there. Excellent. Did you work with Chief Bass when she was stationed over there? No, I really I've only been at Keesler a little less than six months. Okay. So do you mind sharing where you're from and which other places you've been to? Sure. I am actually born and raised near Springfield, Illinois, and so a huge portion of my career I was stationed at Scott Air Force Base. Excellent. Um, however, I was active duty for twelve and a half years, so I left home at seventeen and you know, was stationed at a variety of different bases as active duty. Uh, obviously, being 12 years, I kind of moved around to my first base was at K.I. Sawyer in Michigan. It's closed now. And then uh, off to Lackland Air Force Base, then over to Charleston Air Force Base in South Carolina, over to Lake and Heath in the U.K., and then to Scott, and then now at Keesler. Okay. Full-time AGR. There. What is your actual, what was your AFSC or what is your AFSC? So I started off as combat arms and then uh, a few years later we combined into security forces. So I was a defender and then after I went and got out active duty, went in the reserves, I was in IMA for a couple years as I worked out at the range and at Lake and Heath as for a couple years till my husband got stationed at Scott and then from there I kind of didn't know, I didn't, I was used to active duty kind of telling sure. me what to do and, and where, to go. where to go. And <laughs> I really was lost. I was a lost soul. Like they couldn't take me at Scott because as a defender, they said they didn't have a position open. Sure. And I kind of sat around and it was probably about a year and a half. And I ran into a fellow team member at the commissary and he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, really nothing. I don't know what I'm doing. And so he's like, go talk to a recruiter. And honestly, I did not know that I could talk to a recruiter at that stage. And I'm like, I'm already in the military. Why do I need to talk to a recruiter? And so I went there and they, they set me up, got me a home. And so, but what they did tell me was you have to cross train. So okay. I cross-trained as a foreign medical technician. Excellent. 
Awesome. Have you had a chance to go over there yet? Or is that part of your tour? That is not part of my tour for, for the inspection area. So speaking on that then, can you kind of explain how the sink works or the sink IEA works? I think a lot of us, I just told you before we started, I've been in 17 years and I had never heard of this award. So I don't think it happens all the time to, or it happens all the time, but the chances of you being at a base that is up for the award maybe isn't quite as prevalent. So do you, can you explain some of that knowledge you have? Sure. Like you, I, I kind of was, I, I knew uh, back in my younger years uh, about bases that could have won awards. But when I was asked about doing this sink board, I'm like, sure, I'll do it. I, I don't know what I'm doing and you're going to have to explain it to me. But yeah, this sounds, sounds great. And uh, so it's really, it's the commander in chief excellence installation excellence award and so basically we have a team there's four of us out here that we have certain specific criteria areas that we we cover so we each cover something different and we just kind of grade on the certain aspects uh, like for mine quality of life your morale and you know airmen and family readiness you got the fun one (laughs) yes i did i got the best of the best but so we go around and we kind of gauge and and check out the things that that's provided for for our airmen here and um, and grade them on those areas and so we go it's down to two bases and that's the only time we come out and actually inspect it gets down to two bases and then we go out and and check out both of those installations awesome so I don't know if you can and I'm not trying to get a privy on on who's in first and who's in second but I was curious if you could just share some of the highlights that you guys have found so far at Ramstein and then anything maybe you've just seen here. Is that a fair ask? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously the two bases are, are unique. They each have their own differences and, and Ramstein, they're overseas and a little bit more on-base activities compared to what, you know, CONUS area. But Ramstein had some great things going for them. Their ticket, their travel areas because you are overseas yes. and and their ability to, you know, get you a pretty discounted rate on um, traveling, you know, within the country is was pretty amazing. But and then a, a big piece of that was was their operation OAR Operation Ally Refugee. Yes, um, that was a big piece. I mean, them walking us through, showing us what that flight line used to look like. And sure, that, that was some. They've done some pretty amazing things. And uh, obviously, I'm just on my first day here at, at Fairchild, and gosh, I've seen some great things as well going on here. You know, talking about, and not just because you're sitting here in front of me, <laughs> but but the way that that you, you know, specifically, and I, I'm sure there's more you within the organization, but you don't wait for the customer to come to you. You go out to the customer. You're going out on swings and you're touching every airman that you can to try and provide them assistance with their career and their goals and professional development. And that's some pretty amazing things. And then, you know, just like the food pantry, uh, man, that's just a a lot going on and the volunteers and just the passion and the care of wanting to ensure that all airmen are are taken care of. It doesn't matter what rank that everyone is taken care of, especially, you know, we going through a pandemic. I mean, there's been some some tough times. And so it's truly needed. And the fact that they opened up a pantry is right here on the base for for your airmen is, is pretty, pretty darn cool. Yes, I hear it's had some really good foot traffic, too. Yes. 
and the whole premise, much like the 24-7 ops, that if you're a little shy or embarrassed about your needs, that you know you can get with your first shirt and they can let you in during off hours so that way you're not seen. Because for some of it is us, you know, that, that's a hit to our pride when we have to admit that we need help sometimes. Mm-hmm. But being able to do it one-on-one with a less open environment sometimes I think makes it a little bit easier. So I definitely appreciate the first shirts and all the spouses taking on that. That's mm-hmm. been quite the the success story for a lot of airmen, I think. And that's just a couple areas. I mean, and that's the beauty. I just love the fact that I am able to do this to go check out each of these installations and to really get a feel of some of these programs. That it's just it's pretty amazing feeling to know what our Air Force, uh, the airmen, are being taken care of. Yes, ma'am. And you may have just answered that question, but I'll ask it again just in case. Can you share one of the more rewarding things that you've done since you've been a SYNC member or a SYNC IEA member? Uh, just, you know, it's great to be able to to showcase airmen and having provided, you know, the tours and being able to check and see exactly hey, this is what we've done. This is what we've done. I think it's it's pretty neat to be able to be there and see it in person. I love that it we didn't have to do it virtually, that we could be here in person to actually see. But just the highlight is being able to listen and hear some of our airmen, some of our airmen that, that typically, you know, it's not within their AFSC sure. and they're doing other things and, and they're so proud and willing to, to step up and help someone else. You're actually going to get to hear a great story about that when you go see ALA next, too. What a great group of airmen that we get to work with in that in that program. I don't know if you know much about ALA, but you'll get you'll get Sergeant Tice Shoes briefing here very, very soon. I think you'll really appreciate the program. So speaking of airmen and just, you know, you were one at one point, too. I think you mentioned, and I hope that's okay that I say it, you've had a 30-year career. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Has there ever been maybe a challenging time that ended up being extremely rewarding? There's been a lot of challenging times. Any I, that really stick out to you? Well, I guess I'll go with my most r- recent challenging times. So last year I was involved in a pretty traumatic accident. And so it was challenging for me because I had to take a knee sure. for, for a while. And so just the strength of my team that pulled together. It didn't matter this rank right here. It didn't matter of who I was because if it was somebody else, an airman, they would have done the same thing. And just seeing people come in and take care of me and be able to to say, it's okay to not be okay uh, as long as you reach out for and get help during that time. it's, It's okay to take a knee and, you know, Command chiefs, chiefs, life isn't perfect for everyone either. Just because you make that rank doesn't mean that, that everything is, is just peach king. You know, things happen as well to them because that's life. But yeah, uh, just being able to, to go on. And, and actually, that's why I'm still serving today because I was going to retire. And, you know, after that, that accident that I was in and we lost a fellow, you know, airman, in that accident and I thought honestly 
I don't. Some I had to sometimes wonder why. Why am I here? Why did God choose me sure. to live? Um, because you know, I was. We were participating in a race. I was. I was the back person. Uh, I was. You know, we were on bicycles, and I was in the back, and the whole race almost. I was in the back, and literally, we we maneuvered differently. Towards the end, we had 16 miles left to go in the race, and and we got hit by a car. And but I just sometimes have to. I wonder why why am I still here? And I thought, and I was going to retire, and I thought, you know what? I'm here for a reason and I want to continue to serve and I want to be able to this may be my why this may be why I'm here and thank the Lord I came out of the accident I I survived you know and I I shouldn't have so so yeah just being able to to serve and feel you know being able to take care of airmen I, and I think that's that's what I, I needed to do and I don't know how much longer I'll be doing it but but just if I thought if I don't then I'll never know and I'm just loving life right now being able to do that to take care of our airmen just thank you for sharing that I know that can't be easy it's hard to talk about those really tough times and especially not knowing who could possibly be listening to it. Um, yeah, I don't, not to get all philosophical, but I'm not sure there ever is a, a why, or I think we live the why and we try and better ourselves in the in the memory of the people that we lose. So really, thank you for sharing that with us. And my heart goes out to you because I know, I know it cannot be easy to go through something like that. So thank you for continuing to serve. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's what, you know, he was a, a senior mass sergeant serving alongside me and then um, became a doctor and got his commission and was a captain with the guard um, that served alongside us. And I thought he, he would want me to continue to, to serve. So that's what, I'm, that's what I'm doing. Thank you for sharing that again. I, that one's, yeah, I don't know how to keep going from that. And I'll probably have to edit part of this out. But yeah, thank you for sharing that, ma'am. Um, Speaking of that, I guess, can you, how do you define success? And how did you, you, you kind of shared already why, why you continued, you, you know, serving through the senior mass sergeant turned captain. Um, what qualities in leadership do you really focus on? What, what makes an airman a, a good leader in your eyes? What are some of those traits that you look for? Well, honestly, having a big heart, honestly, just to, Sometimes, obviously, it's not easy serving in our military. Just talking to some airmen today about the the high ops tempo of sure. getting the call, and it may be two weeks, it may be a month, and and it's it's not easy. It's not easy being in the military, and it depends on your AFSC and, and what you do. But having a, a heart and wanting to be here to take care of each other, uh, and and I always say, you know, especially as a younger airman, get involved in in your different activities whether it be I think here is the top is the top four or you got top, top three four, yes ma'am top three but the rising four or yep, I'm we, thinking of rising six that's what it is in our organization but I know it's the top you, or we got top three five six and then the first four the here. first four yes, I don't ma'am. know that, that's but, how it was when I was at Pease we had the rising five on the top four so right and just getting involved in those different organizations and because you can not only make changes for you but 
your squadron, your group, your wing, and and that that's a that goes a long way. But just to get involved, even if it is in your squadron activities, just to get involved because you know that provides connectiveness and improves morale, and it just makes you really want to be there and be part of that that squadron and that you know knowing we go downrange, I'm gonna have your back. Sure. So. And I always say, like, different exercises, you know, a lot of exercises I've been voluntold to go to, and I dreaded it, did not want to go, but then went through the exercise, came back, and those were some of the funnest times in my life. Sure. Even though two weeks living out in the field, sleeping in cots, not the greatest time, eating MREs, but we all did it together, and we made some great memories. So I just would say, you know, get involved. There's something about when you have to make your own morale in kind of a less desirable situation that really brings people together. (laughs) I think that's how it is overseas. Not that overseas isn't desirable, just it's a very fast-paced tempo. Everyone's always PCSing in, PCSing out, deploying, TDYing, like you said. You're going to be gone for two weeks to six months. Pack a bag for two weeks, though, because that's all we can afford you to take. So when you get put in these positions where you just kind of don't know what's coming. I think the anticipation that everyone kind of sits through together, you create those those bonds that we don't always create. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, we're working really hard to create those bonds here at Fairchild. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely harder to get that buy-in because everyone speaks the language, everyone can go home, some people have family in the immediate area, but that's what we're definitely trying to do. So connectedness, that's actually one of my traits too. I think you should really, if you have time, listen to Chief Krizelnik, the AMC Command Chief, mm-hmm. I did a podcast with him two weeks ago. It just went live today. Oh, great. I will definitely look that up. But I think you guys have some very similar traits, and I think you guys would appreciate each other's philosophies. Great. I, I used to be at Scott, so I, I have met him a couple times. Oh, excellent. So, yeah. When did you actually PCS to Kiesler then? Uh, the beginning of August, end of July. Oh, so very, year. very recently. Mm-hmm. When were you at Lake and Eve? I was at Lake and Eve a long time ago. I left in... Let's see, 06. I was there. Really? I was at Milton Hall, but oh. I was there from 05 to 07 the oh, first time. Great. My husband was at Milton Hall. Excellent. Well, we'll talk more about that offline. Yes. But in the sake of trying to keep you on schedule and get you back on schedule, I just want to go ahead and wrap this up. Is there anything? And I'll edit that part out because that part came out terrible. I am not trying to get rid of you, ma'am. <laughs> but is there anything you'd like to read the, or leave the listeners with? Uh, just uh, here at, at Fairchild, you guys are doing a fabulous job taking care of each other. And when things happen, for frustrating things happen, you find a way to make it work. And you find different ways to make it work, like the Community Activity Center. Uh, just just to keep your chin up, keep pushing, and keep doing what you do. That's it. Thank you so much again for coming out here, for spending time with us here on the podcast. I really hope you enjoy the rest of your trip while you're out here. Yes, thank you for having me. Excellent. You guys have a spectacular day. All right, team, that wraps up another episode of Refill Team Fairchild. If you guys have any stories you'd like to share on the podcast or maybe know anyone that does have stories that they'd like to share, please let us know. You can reach us at 92foxtrotsierrasierra.foxtrotsierradeltapapa.fairchildcontrolthealphaalpha.us.af.mil. And until next time, we'll see you then.